This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Midweek Power Nugget where 15 minutes of your day can change, will change. God's word is the only thing that will transform your entire life. So grateful to God that he has given us another opportunity to be able to study his word together early in the morning shall I seek ye God. Let us pray. Father, we love you today, and we just give you praise. God, we give you honor. We give you glory, because only you alone are God, and we give you reverence, and we give you what you are due. We are grateful that you woke us up this morning, clothed us in our right mind, gave us a portion of health and strength, uh, given us an opportunity to be able to come together one more time in your presence to study your word. God, we are not riding off of yesterday's fumes, but God, you gave us today's mercies. And for that, God, we say thank you. Now, God, as we study your word on this morning, God, we thank you for those that are assembling to hear of your word. God, shake the sleep off of us this morning. God, open up our ears, open up our eyes, open up our hearts to receive what you have for us on today. We do thank you for last night's slumber. We do thank you for keeping us safe and protected. We do thank you, O oh God, for keeping us covered as we slept so that we could sleep because we know that you never sleep or slumber. And for that, God, we say thank you. Now, God, we pray that this word on this morning, as we're closing out the love month, God might speak to us where we are. And, Father, we give you reverence, and we do give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Again, I just thank God for you taking of your sleep time, of your prep time, just taking of time, period, to come on to hear what God has to say to us on this morning. As we have been going through this month, uh, the love month, the Lord has been taking us through <clears throat> different facets of love. We learned about his unconditional love. We learned about the love that we should have for ourselves and looking at ourselves through the lens of God. We learned about the love that we should have for our neighbors. And then this day, we're going to close out with a different kind of love. So let's go to Luke, the sixth chapter, starting at the 27th verse. Luke, the sixth chapter. We're going to start at the 27th verse. From the New American Standard Bible, it reads as follows, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other also. Whoever takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt from him either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? 
even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Let's jump to the Passion Translation. I'm sure that was clear, but, you know, I just like for the Lord's word to be clear to all of us. Again, Luke 27, excuse me, Luke 6, starting at verse 27. The Passion Translation says it like this, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies and do something wonderful for them in return for their hatred. When someone curses you, bless that person in return. When others mistreat and harass you, accept it as your mission to pray for them. To those who despise you, continue to serve them and minister to them. If someone takes away your coat, give him as a gift your shirt as well. When someone comes to beg from you, give to that person what you have. When things are wrongly taken from you, do not demand that they be given back. The way you want others to treat you is how you should treat everyone else. Are you really showing true love by loving only those who love you? Even those who don't know God will do that. Are you really showing compassion when you do good deeds only to those who do good deeds to you? Even those who do not know God will do that. If you lend money only to those you know will repay you, what credit is that to your character? Even those who don't know God do that. Rather, love your enemies and continue to treat them well. When you lend money, don't despair if you are never paid back, for it is not lost. You will receive a rich reward, and you will be known as a true as true children of the Most High God, having his same nature. Be like your father, who is famous for his kindness to heal even the thankless and the cruel. Overflow with mercy and compassion for others, just as your heavenly Father overflows with mercy and compassion for all. And I'll leave it there. The word of the Lord is blessed. I do want us to notice, though, in two verses, verse 27 and verse 35, we are instructed to love our enemies. So in this last week of Love Month, let's talk about loving beyond boundaries, the love of the unlovable, the love of the unlovable. You all, this is a bold step, and it's not a step that everybody can take. And and even if they could take it, it takes a good while for people to accept it. How to love those who may seem unlovable. Because, quite frankly, everybody can be loved. It's just a matter of choice. But this word this morning is challenging us to love without limits, just as the Lord loves. So I want you to think about I want you to think about last week. Last week we talked about loving our neighbor, right? We talked about um, 
how to um, show love to our neighbor. Um, the Word of God, you know, tells us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We really learned about that in the second week, right, when we talked about self-love, that, you know, we are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And so we have to learn how to love ourselves before we can truly learn how to love our neighbor. And in First Peter last week told us to love each other deeply, right, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Well, here's the deal. If love covers over a multitude of sin, love is not just covering over a multitude of sin for your friend, your neighbor. But love is covering a multitude of sin, even for those who who don't do right by you, who who sin against you. Yeah, that's not just for your friend who somebody did them wrong, and so now you're trying not to do that person wrong because they did your friend wrong. No, it says to love your enemy and goes even farther. Do good. To them, verse 35 said, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Who? I don't know if you were ever given the advice to, you know, if somebody asks you for some money, you only lend as much as you can afford to not get back. That, that That's a semblance of this. It's a semblance of this because it, Truth be told, you all, and especially in this climate, I don't know of anybody who got any kind of money that you can't afford to get back. But some of us can't wait to the day that somebody says that they can pay them back. We are running them down. We are on their doorstep. We'll even say stuff like, yeah, they said they were going to give me my money back today. I'm going to give them a couple of days, and then I'm going to hit them up because they're going to have to get that back. Whereas the word of God here says, lend to them without expecting to get. Well, let's not even start there because we only consider ourselves lending to friends anyway. But what if somebody who you know means you no good? And they come to you and they say, I'm really in a jam. I'm really in a tough space. I need to borrow $100. The reason I pause right there, because I wanted that to sink in. (laughs) Somebody that you know has talked about you. Somebody that you know has not done you right. Somebody that you know has not held up your good name in the midst of others. But they come to you asking you for something that belongs to you. The Word of God says to give it. The Word of God says to do good about them, even though you know they haven't done good by you. And we're not doing it so that they can go back and and now say good things about us. They may still go back. They may even still say, sucker. (laughs) Let's just be real. But we're not doing it so that we look good in their eyes. We're doing it because the word of God says, then your reward will be great. And not only that, you will be children of the Most High. Why? Because he is kind 
to the ungrateful and the wicked. Sounds rather counterintuitive, doesn't it? To love an enemy and to to do good about them without the expectation of them doing good towards us. But you all, you have to understand that this approach to love aligns us more closely with the character of God, with the image of God. But also, it transforms relationships. It really does. You know, because we are expected to show unconditional love. That's God's love in us. That's a love that's given freely without waiting on us to be lovable. That's God's unconditional love to us, for us. God doesn't wait around and wait for us to start lining up before he starts to love us. He loves us, period. Our responsibility is to show that love to others, not just the ones who do right by us, but everyone. Through acts of kindness to those who who come against us, praying for those who mistreat us, giving forgiveness to those who've wronged us. You all, I want you to think about right now, this day, how can you practice this radical kind of love? Hmm? Now I'm not talking about you going out and putting up a billboard, you know, with, with the person's name on it who you despise, saying that you love them and then telling them to go to the corner of 102nd and, come on, I'm not talking about that. Start small. You start with simple acts that not only challenge you, but guess what? It's going to challenge them. Their comfort zone is being in opposition to you. So when you do an act of kindness for someone who's been opposing you, that challenges their comfort zone. It causes them to reflect, and it's going to cause you to reflect. You're going to end up thinking about what impact these little acts of kindness will have on their heart, will have on those who are reaching out, and the impact it's going to have on us. Listen, there is a transformative power that takes over us when we are loving the unlovable. Not just for them, but for us as well. You all, we have to think about the ways that unconditional love have broken down barriers. We've seen it, especially in uh, racial climates, how it has promoted reconciliation, how it's opened doors for healing and, and understanding of each other. didn't say it happens all the time. But it does happen. You all loving the unlovable really isn't about changing others. But it's about allowing God's unconditional love to work deeply in us. And it refines our character. And it makes us more like him when we love the unlovable. Let's pray. God, we love you today and we thank you for loving us. Now, God, help us to reach deeply down. And show that love to those who 
not necessarily on our radar to love, but you love them, so help us to love them as well. Be with us as we go about our day today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. Have an amazingly God-blessed day. In Jesus' name.